The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Acts chapter 5, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you have had a brilliant week. Honestly, I am shattered. It's currently 10pm when I'm recording this. It has been a long day, okay? So I feel like we're probably just going to read through the passage and and then I'll leave you to get on with your weekend, you know? You know, how nice am I? I'm not going to bore you to death. But anyway, let's jump right in. Acts chapter 5. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds, and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit, and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least a shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison, But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and bought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they bought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, 
we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and saviour, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamiel, a teacher of the law held in honour by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. He was killed and all who followed him dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the day of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even find for yourself opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were accounted worthy to suffer dishonour for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. Amen. Something that I was thinking about as I was reading that story of kind of the empty prison, it kind of just adds a lot more validity to the empty tomb. So in both instances, there's angels. In both instances, there's meant to be bodies inside a place that is guarded and suddenly the people aren't where they're meant to be. And it's like, you know, so many random things were probably going on about where Jesus's body was and all these theories. Yeah, God is doing the same thing here. He's delivering his people out of kind of a place that's guarded, as I've just said. And that just kind of, once again, is another thing that just hammers that nail into the coffin of the resurrection. So I really think that that miracle is just once again highlighting the resurrection. I've not really thought about that before. So I'd be really interested to hear what you guys would think. And I find that that last bit with, what's his name? Gal, Gal, Galil? Gam, Gamaliel? I don't even know if I said it right when I was speaking, to be honest, but I'm too tired to, to go back. But what he said is really true, you know? There have been so many people throughout history who have claimed to be somebody, and one way or another, they're either proven wrong or they're, they last for a short time. Their, their flame burns bright, but fast goes out if you guys get what i'm saying in fact like i remember a couple of months ago i was listening to it was a youtube video about a guy who said that he's the true king of england and that he's about to make his claim on the throne and that he's the second coming of jesus and like he attracted a lot of people but i guarantee you probably haven't even heard of him so yeah i think that that is very wise very very wise and i guess the fact that you know we're still talking about jesus today two thousand years later is further evidence of this resurrection, this story of redemption being of God. So, yeah, those were my thoughts. But anyway, I hope you guys have a brilliant weekend, and until Monday, where we jump into Acts chapter 6, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>